This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Red Apple Media Podcast Network presents This is Protecting America. Now, here's Emmy-winning journalist Rita Cosby. And welcome to another edition of Protecting America. I'm Rita Cosby. Well, some stunning revelations came out this week. President Biden, who's been blasting former President Trump about having classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, well, it turns out President Biden has had classified documents discovered at multiple locations associated with him, including at his Penn Biden Center office in Washington, D.C., found in a closet there, and also near his beloved Corvette in a garage and elsewhere. Well, that doesn't sound very secure. And now Attorney General Merrick Garland has appointed a special counsel to investigate President Biden on these documents. And joining us now to talk about all of this and what should happen next and what are some of the questions that need to be explored is Brett Tolman. He is a great legal expert. He's a former U.S. attorney, and he's also the executive director of Right on Crime. You can check it out on rightoncrime.com. Brett, really great to have you here on the podcast. Thanks, Rita. Great to be with you. Looking forward to this. You know, what is your reaction to the appointment of a special counsel now investigating President Biden? You know, it's fascinating because I recall saying when he appointed the special counsel, Mar-a-Lago, I remember asking rhetorically, what is he going to do? What are the Democrats going to do in the future when this happens? To one of their leaders. And sure enough, here we are. But I, I did not think it would come from Joe Biden. I did not think that because there's so much at risk and there's so many questions that we want answers to. You could not script this in a Hollywood movie to have a sitting president who has the son that has a laptop that reveals allegations that a whistleblower confirms that they may have been running a pay-to-play scheme with foreign countries, the Ukraine, China, possibly others, and then for there to be the revelation that documents, classified documents, and not just any classified documents, we're talking top secret SCI, which means that they are sensitive, compartmentalized information. So they're at the highest levels of classification in this country that have to do with the Ukraine, China, and other countries that have now been exposed as being you know, taken out of the White House by President Biden and then moved to multiple locations. And now we learn, as you indicated, that some may be or were apparently in the garage. All of this is incredibly troubling, especially for someone like myself, who's done work in national security issues and understands how things should be as opposed to what they are now. 
You've had some background with cases of other people, everyday Americans, accused of mishandling classified documents. Talk about that. Rita, you're exactly right. I've prosecuted cases involving classified documents, unlawful possession and use of classification. I've also defended individuals that were accused of possessing classified documents. And I will tell you that the Department of Justice looks at criminal intent. It is the first level of analysis, and it looks at the also factors such as, you know, how long did they have them? Did they inform anyone? Did they, you know, is there any attempt to hide or cover up what they did? And all of those factors have traditionally been factors that reveal the level of criminal intent. And then DOJ has taken a a pretty hard line, very aggressive in prosecuting the unlawful possession of classified materials. But that's for every average day, you know, citizen in this country. The rules seem to have been thrown out the window when it comes to those that have served in the executive branch. And, you know, here, I think Merrick Garland, by appointing the special counsel at Mar-a-Lago, I think was painted into a box he certainly did not want to be in, and that was to have to to appoint another special counsel in relation to what happened with Joe Biden now. So, Brett, based on everything, you think really that the attorney general had no choice but to appoint a special counsel, that it would have just looked terrible if he didn't. Yeah, Rita, I agree. What they've already done is pretty egregious in terms of a comparison between how they've handled this versus how they handled Mar-a-Lago. On Mar-a-Lago, the National Archives knew about the existence of the document. They were in the possession of a former president who does have classification and declassification powers, who also has a skiff at his residence. So here... They didn't know about it until November. So in the Mar-a-Lago situation, they knew all about it, and they still unleashed a, you know, a search warrant and a raid on Mar-a-Lago and all of the publicity and leaked pictures and documents related to it. Here you have quiet November. They knew about it. They keep it quiet. There's no raids on offices. There's no leaking of documents and pictures. There, even the appointment of the special counsel on the Trump classified documents situation, Merrick Garland did that on a day he knew that Biden had also possessed classified documents improperly. You know, that is stunning if he didn't appoint a special counsel. It's stunning. It's a double standard that is already bad enough. And so to your point that he really didn't have any other choice. I think the country would have been apoplectic and on both sides of the aisle if we didn't have a special counsel. I mean, for the first time in this administration, I've actually heard some in the mainstream media ask a critical question of the White House press secretary and of the president. (laughs) You know, it is interesting to see how the media is handling this, and they are asking a lot of tough questions. They have to. And I've been in that briefing room, in the White House briefing room, asking a lot of tough questions to Republicans and Democrats. The bottom line is the media has to be fair to both. I'd love to hear your stories about that, because I I can't imagine what it's like watching it now for you. (laughs) 
you know, there is still obviously so much bias in the media and so much on double standards. There are some in the media that have come out, and I've heard some people on The View say this, that, well, Trump is a liar and Biden's such a nice guy, so we have to give him a pass here. And there's even some Democrats that are suggesting that these documents were planted, and that's how they showed up at these locations tied to President Biden. They seem to be making excuses for him on the flip side. Well, the president's very first response in regards to the documents in his garage was not to suggest that he knew nothing about it, or, nor that somebody you know, may have planted it, but to suggest that it was next to his Corvette and it was in a locked garage and it wasn't like it was out on the streets. So my guess is that they'll try to see if there's you know, any story, alternative story that can gain traction. If it doesn't, which I don't expect it to, nobody would believe that, especially given who this president is and his track record. And having seen him, you know, firsthand when I worked in the United States Senate, I was chief counsel over crime and terrorism and worked alongside many of these senators, including Senator Biden. My conclusion when I walked away was that President Biden, then senator, was a very dishonest man and that he was not a reliable source of information and that he was, you know, a, a quintessential politician born and bred in the swamps of Washington, D.C. And so it's not surprising I, that we're now discovering that there's documents that were improperly kept or taken by this president. But more concerning to me, Rita, is unlike the documents involving, you know, Mar-a-Lago and President Trump, where now there seems to be no truth to their being, you know, very sensitive or, you know, any concern that there was an improper use of those documents. These documents have to do with Ukraine, China, and other areas that were under the responsibility of the vice president. But more importantly, they're the very same countries that we have sincere concerns about after whistleblowers have come forward suggesting that the Bidens enriched themselves based on an access or pay-to-play scheme that was led by Hunter Biden. Are you surprised in this appointment of a special counsel by Merrick Garland that he didn't extend the appointment for the special counsel to also look into Hunter Biden and the family finances, even with ties to China? There's not a lot of limit on a special counsel. It will be limited only on the motivation of the special counsel. So I hope that there's an interest, a sincere desire to get to the bottom of this, to expose the truth. You know, if the dots don't connect with, you know, improper conduct and the money that flowed to the Biden family, then great. Let's, you know, show us how they don't connect. But if they do, then we need to know as a country and we need to do something about it, because if so, it's the largest scandal in our country's history. You believe it is. It certainly looks really bad and looks questionable. It does. It's a scandal of epic proportions because you have at the highest level of the executive branch a scheme involving multiple individuals. So a conspiracy to use the power of that office to personally enrich one family. If the big guy is Joe Biden, as we are told by multiple sources that he is, and if Hunter Biden's revelations about funneling money to him from these countries is accurate, 
And if the vice president at the time was doing the bidding of these countries or giving access or opportunity to them, that's a national security concern that we haven't seen in this country. Watergate had a totally unrelated and very different set of circumstances that shook the country to its core at the time. This is far greater in terms of the violation of the nation's trust, its secrets, and at the highest level, the vice president of the United States. You know, Brett, what we are now hearing from the White House counsel's office is basically that these secret classified documents were, quote, inadvertently mishandled. Isn't that basically an admission of guilt by the White House that these documents were indeed mishandled? Yeah, that's where I would go. So you're spot on. Your legal radar is on point. It is an admission if you acknowledge that you possess them, because it is a criminal violation to possess classified documents outside of the skiff and outside of permission and authority. So the very possession of it can be criminalized, and I've seen DOJ you know, bring those cases. However, it is one thing for the White House to say it's inadvertent and then for us to look at some of the facts. These documents have moved from multiple locations. You don't just get a document from, you know, that is TSSCI, top secret, highest level of classification, and just take it and walk out with it unless you have incredible access and power and ability to do so. And very few people in this country that have a clearance can do that. Vice president is one and the president is one. Unlike President Trump, Joe Biden doesn't have authority at the time to declassify any of those. Can't argue that he did. They're very clearly marked. That's part of the classification process. You can't mistakenly grab one of those documents and walk out with it and then later argue that you did it inadvertently. And this is not a case in which a staffer would be grabbing those documents. It first would have to be given to the president or the vice president because they're the ones that have that level of clearance in order to, to take and, and exercise control over such documents. Now, Brett, I know that a skiff is a very secure location. Explain exactly what it is for our listeners. The skiff stands for a sensitive, compartmentalized information facility. And that is, in most instances, a separate room that is a, either a conference room or an office that has been secured both physically and electronically. And then it has an anteroom. And you walk through the anteroom and you give them any of your electronic communications, any notepad, any pencil, any paper, so that you can't copy or take what are the nation's greatest secrets and unlawfully possess those, which you would do if you took pictures, took notes of the classified information or otherwise. And so you can have rooms and you can have computers that are secured and that you can review these classified, highly classified documents. But when you're done, they stay there. If they're going to leave that area and you get permission to take them, they have to go from one secured facility to another secured facility. And presidents are under the same rules. 
Now, they can have those documents because they need to have them with them, and they are in possession of those documents when they're working, especially the president, who is briefed daily on classified information and what's going on in the world. But it is very unusual to have a vice president that would be grabbing that high of a a level of classified document and removing it from the sensitive information facility. What's your reaction to now we're hearing that these secret documents were found in a closet? That's obviously not very safe in an office in D.C., also near his Corvette in a garage at his home in Wilmington and also nearby there. That doesn't sound very secure. Yeah, I I really just shook my head. And we can all make jokes about how absurd and ridiculous this is. But in the end, it's shocking. It's absolutely stunning that we have, you know, one of our most senior, highest executive positions. And there's the announcement that multiple highly classified documents have been found in multiple locations. How many other people have been through there? Did movers, you know, see it? Did others see those documents? Now, not all classifications are the same, Rita. The bulk of what we classify in this country is probably overclassified, but we do so to err on the side of caution and confidentiality. But that applies to confidential or highly secretive or secret. It does not apply to those that are TSSCI documents, which we are being informed these documents are. Those are our country's, you know, most important classifications. And these were technically listed as the most secretive, we're hearing from reports. And essentially, Brett, then they really needed to be protected. That's right. That's right. I held uh, TSSCI clearance for several years. There wasn't an instance where I had even an opportunity or any of the people around me had opportunity to take and possess documents. You would really have to make a concerted effort to do so. Well, Brett, thank you so much for your powerful insight on this big breaking news, especially on this really major historical topic. And everyone, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Brett Tolman, thanks for all you do to keep us safe. And we'll see where all these developments go, because we will all be following it, not just in this country, but everywhere around the world. Really incredible developments. Thank you, Rita. It's great to be with you. And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight, on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America. America.